December 1st, 2023. Oh my God, the year is almost over. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about SmackDown tonight. Matt Kuhn joining me. Matt, we've known each other for years. This is our first time podcasting together here on Wrestling Inc. It's awesome to be here. And I know, uh, you know, in case you miss Issa's beautiful face, you have mine instead. And it's just the two of us. We're going to have some fun. Like we said, we've known each other. We've done business together. Yeah. Uh, we met each other at StarCast 1. I don't know if you remember yeah. meeting at the doorway of that hotel lobby or that, that big <laughs> convention room. Uh, you were loading in a bunch of stuff uh, for a sponsor, and um, we've talked since then. But now we're yeah. going to talk about SmackDown. This will be good. This will be good. We're going to try and keep it as on topic as possible. Uh, before we get into it, though, there's a little bit of news to cover. Uh, let's see. First, Roman Reigns, who's he going to face at the Rumble? Well, if you watch SmackDown tonight, it's pretty clear Randy Orton is going to have a hell of a storyline with the bloodline, but lose to Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, as long as it's not an arm wrestling match. You know, like, Randy yeah. is gigantic right now. He he, I've never seen him this big. Um, and I'm. it's a fine match for the Rumble. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about Randy, but this is not Randy's wheelhouse, really, as far as what makes him Randy. It's not like he's been this baby face that who, who, who has been it's not like that part of his career has been responsible for a success. It's all, you yeah. know, it wears out qu pretty quickly. It's always like the big welcome back and then it gets a little tired and then right away he turns in the Viper and that's where he belongs. Yeah, it'll be good. And look, he's going to definitely dominate and kick the crap out of every other member of the bloodline, probably even Paul Heyman, but it's always fun. Always fun. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, that was a good, fun end segment tonight. But I think uh, this is good for Roman. It gives him something to do when he decides to grace us with his presence once again. Also, adds much needed, I'm sorry, but in a lot of eyes, credibility to Roman Reigns' reign, right? Is that mm. it, beating a guy like Randy Orton, it's another top, top, tippy-top guy that he's beaten. And when you look back at um, you know, his, his reign, it's a lot of guys who are top for a second, you know, um, but not a lot of legacy stars like that. Of course, there's Brock. But besides that, Randy Orton is a good name to put on your victim wall. Yeah, no, I think so. I think uh, it'll be good. It won't hurt Randy at all. I mean, Randy's lost to lesser opponents. Over he'll the just RKO the ref and everybody will forget all about it. It'll be fun. It's true. Man, people love the RKO. That's like the free bird of professional wrestling. You know, people just start chanting for it. They want it. As long as they get to see it, they go home happy. You know, I love the RKO. Um, I think, and I would like anybody who yells Freebird at a gig I'm playing to die. But um, <laughs> the RKO is great. Like, it doesn't wear out. Like, I've been watching for 20 years, and I, I'm tired of everything. I hate everything, you know, and especially Leonard Skinner now, you know. But yes. I hate everything. But I still like the RKO. You know, and uh, I bet um, Randy could probably sing better than uh, Ronnie Van Zandt's brother, too. Well, Matt, given these two play gigs, this because this is I, this is the thing where I feel old now. Touch, I'm like, wait, do people still yell Freebird to be funny at every concert? Always, always, <laughs> always. Anytime there's a chance that someone can do so with anonymity, it's going to happen. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, the kids these days, they don't even they don't even know. They don't even know what it is. They don't understand. Um, Mercedes Monet done in japan question mark uh that's Where's the rumor going? yeah oh, i'm sorry i didn't know you were finished with your sentence oh that no was a no good no. pause for effect yes um were you done talking is it my turn yeah yeah go okay for it, cool dude. so um i have no idea 
No one does. She really is good at keeping a lid on her, um, you know, her activities and her, there's not a lot of leaks out of her camp, you know. Um, she's very, she doesn't do podcasts. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. She knows her, the interest in her is a commodity and she uses it. She knows she's going to do a podcast one day or, or have a book or make use of her, her IP. That is her story. Um, so we don't really know, but I think maybe, maybe we saw a clue tonight, you know, like, I mean, Bailey, you know, looks like she's on the outs with a group that seems weird. Like, why would it have four members, right? Like, why would damage mm. control have four? It's always had three, right? And it seems like just kind of some people thrown together, but also like some people that could make a nice, fun match for the four horsewomen. Yeah. So you add Bailey turning, and then you had Bianca maybe getting side, maybe getting the title at some point uh, as a as a consequence of the horsewomen thing, and then um, or consequence of the Bailey thing, and then you have that four on four at Mania horsewomen versus Damage Control. I would love it. And I think maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe. I mean, it was interesting, you know, Issa uh, at the press conference after Survivor Series asked Becky and Charlotte about them tagging again. And I could also see uh, Mercedes as Sasha Banks coming back to team with Bailey to take on Becky and Charlotte for the tag team championships. That that sounds like a good WrestleMania uh, co-main event. And the buildup could be amazing can you imagine like first of all mercedes coming up you know maybe a week before wrestlemania or whatever but the bailey turn where she Mm. gets the fans back that's going to be huge because fans never really hated bailey we just we respected what she was doing and we uh wanted to uh we wanted to root for her doing the role she's doing but no one ever stopped liking bailey yeah, no, I think uh, it'll be interesting. But man, what a power move for two reasons. If uh, Mercedes goes back and reclaims the mantle, uh, the name Sasha Banks in WWE, because it will just really show that one, it's a complete new guard in charge there. If uh, she doesn't have issues with Triple H, Nick Khan, and uh, the new people running things at TKO. But then also, I mean, Matt, you and I travel in a lot of the same circles We've heard the rumblings. We've had people that swore to us Mercedes and AEW was as close to a done deal as a done deal. It would be amazing if WWE is about to undo that and swing her back to WWE at this late stage. Yeah, uh, you know, there's, you know, you have the new garden and the, um, you know, the proof of that is CM Punk being back, right? Really, it wasn't didn't seem like it was that hard. It seems like they had a week of meetings and they agreed on money and there was no problem and none of the old issues um with Mercedes how how you know like how great a story is it that she went out, she got to do what she wanted to do and then she came back with more leverage. That's yeah. It's pretty great. Um as far as AW, I'm going to do some pure irresponsible <laughs> conjecture right now. Please. Maybe it didn't help Maybe she saw the CM Punk situation and decided maybe AEW wasn't for her. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Like, like you know, she's a big star. Or she saw Cody. She saw the way Cody, not just, you know, with Cody, not just how he left, but how he's presented when he got there. And maybe she said, man, this is maybe not a place for a big star. I'm, I'm just wondering, you know. And I'm an AEW fan, but you have to wonder that. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I think still with AEW, my biggest disappointment in the company is I still feel like the the ratio of women's wrestling and the way that they feature women's wrestling does not compare to I'm gonna say, you know, WWE in general, but I really mean NXT leading the way first and foremost, and then the other programs do an okay job. But I think that um there's there's really one slot in AEW for a women's wrestler to have a huge presence in the company. And I think Mercedes could garner that, but that's gotta be tough for camaraderie. And it could also be, let's say she's not in AEW because maybe she is, we never know. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's, you know, the fact that she would like a better women's division to wrestle with, you know, like you were yeah. saying, like maybe, you know, she, it's not the CM Punk thing or it's nothing, but she just sees the writing on the wall because when you look at AEW, Previously, they had two almost stopwatched kind of segments for women's wrestling mm-hmm. in uh, matches, even uh, for every dynamite. And now we're down to one. You know, it's, I don't think it's crazy to say that whoever makes decisions about what matches go on AEW TV or not is not crazy about slash or does not believe in the ratings effectiveness of women's matches. Yeah. With, with three shows across, you know, four hours of wrestling a week they do a couple more on collision and rampage than they do on dynamite though yeah it's it's just it's disappointing but we'll see what happens um also was it Meltzer that reported uh i saw this on twitter browsing twitter uh before we went to air in fact i saw o'shea jackson jr uh tweeted this that uh why didn't cm punk throw some shots at aew well it's reports are coming out now that he signed an nda on his way out which makes sense probably given the money and the separation agreement involved and my guess is as i tweeted i think i tweeted four days ago tony khan uh was asked about cm punk he said i can't talk about it i would guess it's a two-way nda i would guess like there's no statements from either side about either side and by the way excuse me fine right like Mm -hmm. you know like we we don't need more you know Unless like someone like me was hoping to do a podcast with Punk one day, whatever. <laughs> but sorry, he's like you know that'd be the worst episode ever. I'd take the fifth. But like, uh, he's like sorry. Um, but <laughs> I'm just imagining. <laughs> and then we throw the blue chip yeah. right away. We throw the blue chip. Yeah. If you have trouble getting stories out of somebody, no, it would to, be uh, like like luther campbell back in his two live crew days uh would do like the i ain't bullshit and track and he was so afraid of getting sued so he'd be now i want to talk about some things you find on your table like salt and pepper <laughs> or i want to talk about some kids who play uh you know like right. really bad coded language to try and like throw shade that's what i want to see on punk resort uh see cm punk resort to doing you know and i think uh a lot has been made of the of the promo and now i think we can understand why if there's an NBA, yeah. but also like it's worth mentioning <clears throat> the point of a promo. I think I'm not a wrestler is to make money is to draw yeah. money at this point in time. What better promo could CM Punk do to draw money than the promo he did on Monday night? Like true. Is he, if he calls out, let's say there's no NBA, he calls out AW calls out the bucks that ain't making anybody any more money. It's immediately attaching himself to WWE Canada and just said, okay, I'm the best that is here. I left. People think they're the best, but now it's me. Who wants some? I don't give a crap. I'm the king of this hill now. That is the promo that you want a big star coming in to make. 
and uh, and even and the one that will down the road make the most money and build the most interest because it plays in the interest about Seth Rollins. Yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, I don't. No one will ever verify this because no one has any fondness to go back and watch this. But I hope there is an editing team that has furiously been erasing from history that entire Shane McMahon best in the world angle. Oh my God! Yeah, that's right. He was, he was, uh, um, he was crowned in Saudi Arabia. Yes, right? the best in the world. Saudi Arabian best in the world. We probably should yeah. get to SmackDown. Me and you yes. are not good at staying on topic. We're I know, I know. But thank well, you, everybody, for watching. Yeah. We appreciate it. Absolutely. No good. Uh, good crowd tonight. Good to see you all. SmackDown tonight from Brooklyn, the Barclays Center, home of the best NXT takeover of all time, perhaps. Still my favorite. I- I was there. Oh, so good. I was there for um, all three of those. They were they were great shows. Absolutely. Uh, we opened tonight with Bianca Belair calling out, you know, Sky putting her on noticing she wants her women's championship back. And uh, then, of course, you know, she was interrupted. The music hit. Now it came Asuka, Carrie Sane, Dakota Kai. And uh, it was interesting to see their back and forth. And then Bianca joined by Charlotte Flair and Shotzi. What, what, what do you think about how they're, you know, grouping it now and present? I mean, this is, this is something SmackDown has done going back to, we were talking off the air, going back to the brand split in 2016. They love to find a way to feature, you know, the, what they view as the important women in the roster, as many of them as possible in one segment. And it seems so much, not to just, on AEW because I'm rooting for you guys, but like it seems so much more natural and more organic. I guess that's the same thing. It's a better story than what AEW would do with the same thing, right? A lot of times we see these four guys and these four guys, and it's just like this just all makes sense to me. Everything makes sense. You know, you got uh, Bianca's there, and then Charlotte called Becky, and you know, Shotzi is getting. The elevated, everything's working out yeah. really, really well. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I have two thoughts about this. Number one, I hope WWE, I believe they will with the new realm, with the new people in charge, realize that Bianca is it. Like Bianca is your breakout star. Bianca is the one you want on the Today Show. Bianca mm-hmm. is the one with the youth and just appeals to every person who watches. Um, you know, and the second thing is, Again, the four horsemen women theory. I'll give you another clue. Since when is Charlotte Flair okay with playing like a kind of a, you know, like a I'm a I'm along with the gang. I'm kind of your second backup. Like since when is Charlotte okay with that kind of role? That's not something she's ever done. Like just being like one of the gang, you know, because she likes oh. to define herself as the queen. And I mean, why else would you do that unless there's a bigger cause coming up down the road? Well, I would say that this year, especially in recent months, and I didn't think it could get any higher, but my respect for both Becky and Charlotte has gotten so high that they've been willing to play these support roles. Becky willing to go to NXT, Charlotte willing to be, uh, you know, a uh, a support act for Bianca. Because I think that with Charlotte and Becky both, there's really not much for them left to do in WWE. I mean, I think the tag belts are, are probably it. Uh, but... Charlotte only has so many championship wins left. I, I think they're going to have her tie her father or maybe surpass him by one. But she's looking at how much longer she intends to wrestle. And I think this is her diversifying her uh, repertoire and what she's doing and being in a different role. Because when she comes back normally, 
given how many times she's had that title on Raw or SmackDown, I'm kind of like, oh man, we've seen this before. Charlotte's going to come back, go immediately into the championship picture, win the belt, and then she's going to dominate the women's division or at least dominate the storytelling in the women's division. So I actually, I think it's very refreshing to see her changing it up a little bit for the time being. And and true, all that true. But at the same time, you know, she always likes to present herself a certain way, you know? Yeah. And and she should, you know, because she's Charlotte. And uh, it's going to be, you know, it, when you look at Charlotte, Becky, and Mercedes, to get to be as successful as they are, if you were to corner each of them and say, hey, who's the best out of you? Who's the biggest star out of all of you? They would all say themselves, you know? So yeah. um, they, it, it, and you have to be like that. But I guess my point is, is that I think she's going along with the program uh, and being part of this angle because cause she's a big star, you know, um, because there's bigger things down the road, not just for this thing. Like she's not Bianca's backup against damage control. That's not the story. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see what uh, what happens. I think it'll be interesting. Of course, uh, everyone began brawling because, you know, there's only so much time for words in WWE before the fists fly. Everyone except Dakota Kai. It's a two-hour show, man, you know? Two-hour yeah. show. You got you to gotta do it. <laughs> everyone except Dakota Kai, where it's kind of weird that she's, you know, in bubble wrap. I mean, I know she's not medically cleared, but in kayfabe, it's a little weird that they're treating her like Mr. Glass and like, no, we can't. We must protect her at all costs. Yeah, she she got out of that ring quick. Uh, yeah. She um yeah I noticed that too. Um it was weird, but I'm okay with it. Let's just get I know. better. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, I've been saying this because I want to wish it into fruition. They have to not tell us when she's cleared. It has to be a surprise that she just immediately right. gets in right. on things, you know. Yeah. But uh, because we won't see that coming, but uh, the baby faces stood tall at the end of this segment, Bianca and her crew. But you're absolutely right. I mean, Shotzi hugely elevated by this, and and holding her own and showing she is um, up to the task. It's one thing to yeah. put someone in that position, another thing, you know, if you're like Bart Gunn, you know, and you can't really hang, you know, what I'm saying like Bart Gunn's not fair, um, you know, someone someone who's been put in that position that really can't hold up that that end. Yeah. Uh, Butch, Butch Solo against Bobby Lashley. People pointed out tonight that Bobby Lashley is 47 years old and looks like he's in his prime. I am 47 years old as well. And I feel like a walking sack of potatoes. So Bobby, I'm very jealous of your physique and the good life decisions you've made. It doesn't get better by the way. Like (laughs) it's not like, it's not like. 51 is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man. I'm calling my doctor Monday. Get me on that Ozempic. Get me on that, and then I'll get a gym it. membership. Yeah, we're going to just but mainline with this, that. This Pete Dunn thing, first of all, it looks like they're creating a character here, and it looks like maybe he might go back to Pete Dunn. You know, that, so. that seems like a Corey said that line twice. You know, you're yeah. done, son. Um, but maybe this is said, you know, Lashley is this, you know, is this uh, – ace in the hole that they can use whenever they want. So as we forget, he exists. Like, and then we're like, oh yeah, he's been protected. He's credible. He could face Brock, you know, but maybe this is heading towards a Bobby Lashley, Seamus situation. Hmm. That could be interesting. Um, I thought you looked great tonight. You looked dominant, but yeah, I would love to see Butch just break and go back to Pete Dunn. Yeah. Bobby Lashley does look ridiculous. Like, um, like so good. I just wish he would just like go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to the gym, try vegetable, 
Get it together, Bobby Lashley. You look like hell. Till Matthews looks like Butch might be done. Yes, that's got to be the promo. That's yeah. got to be his last promo as Butch. Yeah. He has to say Butch is done and then walk away. It's perfect. Pete Dunn's great, by the way. Like, I've seen Pete Dunn wrestle a million times in person or on TV. He's great. But it seems like even me as an audience member who wants to root for him, I just can't see him in that way as Butch. So the name does define you in a lot of ways in WWE. I know. I know. Uh, he's got to disappear, and then he's got to come back as a surprise, like Olivia Newton-John at the end of Greece. But instead of black leather, he's wearing uh, the fuzzy bath mat again and doing the the old shtick. It'll be beautiful. I'm for it. I'm for it. 100%. So good. Um, but Bobby Lashley, I mean, it was a good match, but Bobby Lashley won. Bobby Lashley, dominant, doing great. Uh, and it's interesting, speaking of support, seeing how the Street Profits kind of like being his 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 team now. Yeah. Um, I don't think they found their niche in that role. And I don't even think WWE knows what that role is. Like, I know I'm not sure they know what they're supposed to be like portraying. Are they, they're not, they're bad guys, I guess they're kind of badasses, but, um, whatever it is, it's fine because the street profits are being elevated as human beings, as characters, as opposed to just wrestlers. And as far as wrestling goes, you know, I said this last year when, um, or earlier this year when Montez Ford was in the, you know, uh, elimination chamber, and, you know, I was saying, you know, Dawkins is kind of the dude. And I've said that for a long time now. Nobody's listening to me. But Dawkins keeps getting trimmer, keeps getting uh, better in the ring, uh, as far as what I, as, as a fan, can tell. I've watched him wrestle for, God, a decade probably, if you include NXT. Oh, yeah. And it's just, th- between the two of them, you got two huge future single stars. But don't sleep on Dawkins, because I think Dawkins does a better job of connecting with the audience and Montez is more like, you know, a big show, hmm. meaning a good show, not like it's a show, but yeah. meaning he puts on a show. Yes. Dawkins has that curse of greatness still. He does. He does. He's still mixing the pot, you know. Like <laughs> I love you come out when he had the the chalk on his hands that would clap it and make the dust cloud. Oh, I think I saw good... him back in the day when NXT wasn't popular except with me and my son. I saw him at an Access Wrestling, and I'm just like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen for this guy, you know, because like there's like 20 people there, you know, and just who decided not to stand in line to see Afa, you know, and just <laughs> watching, watching poor, you know, uh, Dawkins get beat by probably, you know, you know, one of the villains or something, you know. Was, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But Two headbands because he, he sweats he, that much. He has um, improved so much. He is so good. Uh, like I said, it's about the connection with the crowds. Look who connects with the camera. Like, Look mm. who connects to the audience. You know, Dawkins is really good at that. And uh, I, I've been saying it so that when it happens, I'm going to be just gloried in my rightness. No, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're getting TV time. Since they've been on the main roster, they've always had something going on. It's interesting, though. But I think with Bobby, it could be interesting with Bobby because yeah, I think they could be giving him a build. But I do think what I would like to see is that after Bobby goes through the cycle, and man, I would love to see like a, a Brock or some big payoff match at the end of this. But then I would love it if they would then have him support the Street Profits more and change that up because it feels like it hasn't been quite balanced as of late. I think Lashley could hold his own uh, credibility-wise against any single name that WWE put against him in any Yeah, moment. 
You know, yeah. Like, you you wouldn't go, oh, like if it was Austin, you'd be like, oh, okay, or if it was Logan Paul or whoever. You know, um, Lashley has that credibility, and like I said, he's been protected, meaning you know he hasn't lost a lot. He's been presented as a big star. You know, um, you know, I still think I don't think we ever got to Lashley and Brock, right? So that would be cool. I mean, Lashley and Gunther could be a really good. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah, it could be good. Um, you know, this was good tonight, and yeah, but but man, Butch needs a little bit of a reboot, I think, at this point because uh, just has it hasn't been great for the brawling brutes. Like being dressed like an extra from Little Orphan Annie probably wasn't the move. I was gonna say Newsies. I was gonna at least gonna give him a little more of an obscure musical. Yeah, just some some form of ragmuffin. Uh, someone you know what happened is in that era i don't know if it's bruce or whoever you know like just fell in love with suspenders you know i'm saying like (laughs) we're gonna give everybody suspenders we're gonna give riddick moss hey dude this guy runs a a hundred yard dash quicker than anybody wwe put suspenders on him pal and then you had all the brutes had suspenders and they weren't the only ones somebody Really, really like suspenders in 2020 WWE. Does Bruce wear suspenders? Brother Love did, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. But I was saying, you know, it doesn't seem like something Hutter would do is what I'm saying. It seems like Vince is like, suspenders, all the the dangerous (laughs) kids in my neighborhood wore suspenders. Beat up by kids. That's what he sees as a bully, you know. <laughs> Butch, Butch is literally the kid that grew that grew up with Vince beating him up, taking his lunch money. Yeah. Uh, so Paul Heyman was talking to Nick Aldis tonight because Randy Orton was going to announce which brand he's going to. Um, man, in the year 2023, do you ever think we would see Paul Heyman on TV this much and this regularly? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. That guy, dude, he figured it out. Like, it took him, like, 40 years, maybe more than that, right, of doing everything in the wrestling business to figure out what he could do the most successfully for the longest amount of time, for the most amount of money, and it is this. I'm not saying he was bad at any of the other things he did. He obviously was always a natural on the mic, you know? Maybe not the best business mind in the world, you know? Uh, Maybe not the best guy to work as part of a writing team right maybe not but dude like he was telling my kids right about bass playing and i go a bass player usually should be invisible for a good song but a great bass player makes the band better right it makes the band better john paul jones makes led zeppelin better because he's such a great bass player paul Heyman makes people better he's the magic johnson of the uh or or john paul jones of of uh the WWE. He's fantastic at his job. I don't need to say that. Everybody says that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been holding it down, man. I don't know. I, I hope Roman's okay. I hope Roman's on a beach somewhere enjoying his time, but it is remarkable how Roman is the universal champion, the biggest star on SmackDown, and every week we get his conciliary on TV uh without him. You know, and I think it's been good for Solo, but I think uh, Roman's Roman's got to make an appearance soon. Yeah, we get used to it. You know, Brock conditioned us for this. Yeah. You know, when it when Brock did it, we were really surprised. We're like, bro, the tan- champion is not even like there. Oh my god, you know. And now Roman goes away a lot, but you know, Paul's there in his stead, and he's talking about him like he's a thing. 
he might as well be there. And also, it might not, you know, I like the idea of the champion being there. But, you know, there you can't get sick of somebody if you never say goodbye. And so, <laughs> one of, you know, yeah. one of the people in, uh, you know, wrestlers being on the screen 365 days a year, as opposed to disappearing for a few months at a time, uh, it's probably not the best thing for overness, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been an experiment, but still, still going. Uh, backstage, we saw Butch get into it with Pretty Deadly and Pretty Deadly beat up Butch. Well, <laughs> Seamus, maybe, I don't know, or Butch. Maybe this is the way Butch will, will come into Pete Dunness is by overcoming yeah. this, um, probably easily disposable Pretty Deadly. Yeah, I mean they're getting TV time. It's it's interesting to see, um, you know, similar to like Alpha Academy on Raw now NXT. It's interesting to see um, how they're using characters that you know can wrestle a match, obviously, but that just are a little more flamboyantly entertaining. See, here's the deal. Yeah, if you come from NXT, if you come up with the gimmick, it's no good. Hmm. You got to come up, and then they change the gimmick. Then they make you who you are, you know. So when you've got um, pretty deadly sanity, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, <clears throat> you know, it's like, you know, it's it's a it's an NXT developmental gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like they're doing it just like they're training the people to work on the cameras, and then it it gets over in the NXT world, which is a small audience that likes fun wrestling, like an indie crowd a lot of times, and then they come up and it doesn't, you know, Alpha Academy or uh, what was Alpha? What was a uh, American Alpha? Cable? American Alpha, one the gimmick. If they created that gimmick of American Alpha in WWE at, when they came up and said, "Oh, here's the serious one, and here's the one with the funny towel," and then he's fine, then they would have been successful. But a lot hmm. of times they come up with the gimmick. You know, um, hmm. you know, uh, that's just a theory I have. Interesting. Well, what a hope. What, interesting how that'll uh, bode for uh, Chase U and Tony D when they get that that call up. Yeah, those will be their names for like another week. It's not. <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where Tony D'Angelo isn't Tony D'Angelo anymore. You know. Yeah. Uh, although it is well, interesting to think about now, like because on the main roster, there does, can be challenges. Does that you know? play culturally? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't have guys like eating on a red and white checkered freaking tablecloth at the side of a of a you know like at the side of a ring going hey bada boom bada you can't do that you can't do that <laughs> well you, you know you mentioned that, that i mean enzo and cast that translated pretty well have you met the guys have you met those guys that's uh, who they have, are yeah they are yeah, those yeah, guys met both. yeah they they literally talk like that <laughs> they both talk like that <laughs> enzo you know how they say like you dial up to like 11 in real life enzo's like his real life char character like at eight you know what I'm saying? Like, he dials it back for two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, uh, one Santos had a good day today, and that was Santos Escobar, who beat up Joaquin Wilde tonight. Uh, Joaquin did an admirable job. Poor Joaquin. Poor Joaquin. I know. What? And first of all, nicest guy on the planet, you know. Been watching him wrestle for, I think, 50 years, and I think he's 26, so I'm not sure... <laughs> how that works with uh, DJ Zima Ion, right? That was mm. him in, in TNA Impact. And, um, you know, and of course, what we've all heard, it makes sense, you know. They're going to bring Umberto and Garza up to wrestle with his former 
tag team partner and oh, yeah. former friend uh, Santos. Um, and that just that makes sense. They're going to look great together, and they all are going to. It's it's a good faction. I like it already. But you know the poor other guys, and um, you know with Joaquin, Legado del Fantasma, Legado yeah. del Fantasma, like. Uh, you know, like they're just like you just feel them getting cast to the side. So I saw um, Joaquin really, um, really try to go for it tonight because I'm feeling. I hope he has more opportunities. Also, Dragon Lee, this is mm. gonna be a hot take here. Awesome. Oh, he's so great. Not, he's awesome. I was actually really shocked he won. That shocked me at Survivor Series. The Dragon they Lee. They seem oh, wow. to know what they have with him. They seem to yeah. know. Like it's like very rarely does the does the wrestling audience. And the WWE agree on anything. They're like, dude, Dragon Lee's the man. They're like, no, we're taking his mask off and he's now a cat or whatever, right? <laughs> but like, you know, uh, they know what they have with him. He's he's just, first of all, the name Dragon Lee is just genius. Good. It's just the best name. When I first saw him wrestle for New Japan, I turned to Matthew and I was obsessed with that name. I'm like, Dragon Lee. He's from, he's a luchador? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, that's pretty damn clever. It's pretty damn clever, Dragon yeah. Lee. You know, plus he's he's a Jack Luchador, which you don't normally see either. You know. So the question is, though, when uh, Umberto and Angel come up, will they still be werewolves like they are in NXT? Dude, those two guys have gotten the worst gimmicks and the worst, like, just awful. You know, I remember like with Garza, he started this Lothario gimmick. You know. Yeah. And guys, we saw him propose to his wife on NXT TV like six months before that. Like. <laughs> What are you doing with this? But yeah. they're both really good. Um, oh, yeah. uh, Garza's really, really good. Carrillo seems a little younger, and you know Garza's like ready-made. He could be in the Santos role easily. He's great. Yeah. Well, I think given the heat with Tony D, I think they're gonna you know be, end up like pretty deadly uh, sleeping with the fishes, and then they'll be reborn on SmackDown. Is that what they're doing over at NXT? Are they killing people and then they just show up? Well, that what happened. Yeah, Tony D and Stax like had this whole thing about pretty deadly sleeps with the fishes. Like they made it seem like they legit murdered them, and then they ended up uh, showing up on SmackDown a week later. That is the best thing ever. That is that's how they should do it. Like if you yeah. get killed on NXT, if you die, you go to WWE. It's great. Oh, no, absolutely, it's fantastic. That's that's heaven because it's heaven. Because, you know, working 20 hours having everybody watch what you eat is not as cool as going to WWE. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Majestic Marie, $5 super chat saying, Hi, Glenn and Matt. Much love. Isn't it crazy that a year ago there weren't many main event guys in WWE, but now there are several you could see be champ? That is crazy. The the That's a great observation, by the way. Thank you, uh, Marie. Thank you. Um the uh, um, the thing is, I noticed it a while ago when Hunter took over the first time, is everybody is a bigger star now. He knows, even like when Matt Riddle or whatever, everybody yeah. became a bigger star under the Hunter realm. He knew how to do it. So, yeah, there's a couple guys in there, CM Punk, you know, who wasn't there before or whatever. But Seth Rollins is just a bigger star. Drew McIntyre is a credible big star. Cody Rhodes, oh, my God, right? And they yeah. have, even what we said Lashley earlier, Brock, we have uh, Roman Reigns, we have all these guys, I, I don't know if I said Drew, but of course Drew, um, you know, you could even credibly put Sheamus in there if Sheamus came back. They have so many credible guys, and it's because of the presentation and the way that they've booked these guys. Oh my God, Jay Uso, who the hell saw mm -hmm. that coming? Jay Uso's a top guy. 
Yeah. He's a top guy. He was a twin like four years ago. Like that's who yeah. we knew him as. He's like, you know, but WWE deserves all the credit. And that's what I'm saying about Mercedes in a lot of ways. WWE knows how to make stars. Everybody can say, oh, you know, um, you know, Cody, Cody didn't cut it in AEW. Bro, they had that same guy. That's the same yeah. guy. That's the same exact dude. I know, kind of know the guy. He, that's him. Like they had him. Yeah. And they just put him in the same outfit, by the way. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now he's Superman. It, they know how to make stars, and everybody has benefited from Hunter in uh, at just as much as they didn't benefit from him when they used to wrestle him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, it's interesting because now you got me thinking about this with Cody, and I promise I'll try and contain this segue or this uh, uh, tangent a little bit, which is that with Cody, I think it was a mistake. I get what he was doing and trying to elevate MJF, but when they had MJF like slingshot out of that and costing Cody to where Cody could never challenge for the title again, and then MJF turned and came out of it like a white hot star, it did make Cody... Like they set his ceiling, right? And then from there, yes, he had some um, high points, but come on, like too fast, too fuego. Like they were doing stuff with Cody that diminished his value in AEW. AEW as a company um, is its its job is to make money. Yeah. And in its job to make money, there are people who make decisions about what makes money and what doesn't make money. Um, Cody Rhodes or any wrestler there can make any suggestion they want. But the brunt of the responsibility lies with those people who make those decisions. Was Cody presented in a bad way in AEW? Probably. Were there mistakes made? Did Cody maybe suggest a couple of those things? Probably. Um, They were not good ideas. And we can see that now, that all you had to do is present them like damn Superman, and it would work. You know, And they did it, and they should have done it after All In. That should have been when they had the press conference January 1st after that. They should have just, and you know, Cody, it's Cody, 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 Cody. And that would have been the move, you know? Um, but you, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, uh, th- again, people s- blame the audience. It's never the audience's fault. I totally believe yeah. it's never the audience's fault, but look at the back onto your question. These guys are bigger stars now than they were a year ago, but it's a lot of the same dudes. So look yeah. at Sami Zayn. He could be there too. You know, it's yeah. crazy. There's so many. Mm. Still think he should have won in Montreal. They all should have won in Montreal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just one last thing. I remember um, backstage that sarcastic double or nothing and the one the following all in that everyone that was chattering was like, yeah, AEW really thinks, you know, hangman, top baby face, face of the company, top guy. And it was just like, it was weird that Cody allowed himself and people are saying, yeah, he had a lot to do with his own booking, but that's the thing. It's like, they didn't see that he could be, I mean, Cody's going to break Roman streak at WrestleMania. He's going to dethrone Roman and end this championship. And AEW saw him as a, you know, a top supporting guy. Cody was 
utterly selfless in in that role with a absolutely you know and a lot of um just a lot of talk that there was almost an immediate you know kind of distancing of the elite and cody you know and you could see it in their universes you could see it in their uh in their private or their separate youtube accounts yeah and so i don't know what influence cody had i do know that he took personal stock in mjf uh i talked to him talked to him Starcast 2 Vegas. Mm-hmm. So that's MJF's first real appearance where he's Yeah, that's MJF's first real appearance where he really is making a name for himself under Cody. And I was talking to Cody and I'm like I said something similar to what I said earlier. I said, "Man, he has really stepped up to that opportunity." I go, "It's really great. He gets this opportunity to get out there and talk and and talk with you and and he's really stepping it up." And Cody's like, "Yeah, well, he better. It's on me." Yeah. You know? Like so yeah all this TV time to this kid, uh, Cody is the dude, you know, Cody is yeah. the guy. And, and right now that guy is going through tables every single damn night on a, on a house show loop every mm-hmm. night, five days a week, he goes through a table and, yeah. and he stays an hour afterwards to sign autographs with everybody. When I was there, I saw him, I was, I was front row. Sorry. Sorry. That's my life. But, um, uh, and then there's a crush of fans. This little boy was crying. Cody picks up the boy and comforts him. And yeah. he stops crying. I posted a picture of it. It's just, he's the guy. He should have won. Okay, he didn't win. He didn't win. He didn't win. But he's he needs to win this time. Give this guy no, the I chance. I know. It'll be crazy if he doesn't. But uh, you know who's not MJF is Logan Paul. Because Logan Paul, who is, a, like, I hate what a good wrestler he is. He's great at trading barbs with people and going toe-to-toe on the mic. But tonight, we had the U.S. champion giving this solo promo that was everything Logan Paul has not been previously. <laughs> this was uh, something. Yeah, Logan Paul is better when he plays off other people. You know, like, he just would was destroying that poor fella that he fought with last time um, every time they got a chance to talk, you know? Putting him in a ring by himself to do the... He just hasn't done that a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, he's also still not bad at it, you know? Uh, and just... The fact he just rolls with it, like he's like a, you know, like if you take an improv class, they say it's yes and, you know? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I chose these guys. Let me tell you why I chose those guys, you know? And because, you know, since when does that happen? But it seems like he just kind of made up that answer. And um, I think we all be forgiven because he's not a bad promo and we all look forward to his matches. So good for Love him. his matches. Good for wrestling. You know, the dude is like really really good for whatever reason i don't know well Life's i was unfair. glad he got, yeah i was glad he got interrupted tonight though because it was better having um grayson austin kevin owens it just like he needs a sparring partner i think when he was just out there alone it was um you know the stuff about his junk like all of that is yelling is like the audience was not with him in a way that they normally kind of are it was it was different tonight the energy find a way to put kevin owens and him on screen together like yeah. maybe as like you know um unwilling partners or something over a sequence of a few mm. weeks find a way to get them together because they're going to raise each other's game kevin owens cannot really be out talked like he is he's quick and he's witty and he is he's smart and logan yeah. paul's the same way and they're going to raise each other's game but match will be fine but i think Get them on TV talking together because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like lots of segments, tons of segments with those guys. Well, so we announced this tournament 
She's going to be the new number one contender for the U.S. title. We're going to have Santos, Dragon Lee, Karrion Cross. Haven't seen him in a while. Welcome back, Killer Cross. Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, and an unknown superstar for NXT. Um, people speculating it's Carmelo because I think Carmelo was backstage tonight, wasn't he? Uh, I did not hear that. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me because I, I know it's not going to be Braun Breaker. You know, like yeah, no that'd offense, be good though. No offense to Carmelo, but whoever's coming up is not someone that they need to protect their wins for. You know, hmm. and so they're not going to have him come up, Braun. And I don't know if I'm as big on Braun as everybody else is, but he's fine. But, um, you know, I think they, uh, if they're going to bring him up, he's going to win. Like, he's mm. he's going to beat all those guys. And that's yeah. not what's happening. Kevin Owens is stunning like six other people, and he's going to win. Yeah. Braun was hotter a year ago. He feels like a fifth-year, six-year senior now just hanging around NXT uh, waiting to graduate. It's... And he's got the skin of one, too, so that works out. <laughs> No good. very leathery man uh bigfoot sneakerhead yes bigfoot sneakerhead 999 they need to take the belt off seth cm punk doesn't need the title let priest win the title and then have la knight win the royal rumble damian priest versus la knight cody win their elimination chamber match and go after roman i i hate none of that except la knight winning the royal rumble mm. but i will say seth has been great for this title because this title is stupid. This title has no purpose. It is yeah. obviously a secondary title. But bit by bit by bit by bit, Seth is adding credibility to this title against oh, my yeah. will, against my wishes, <laughs> and against what I want. I want this to be, I want to say that's a BS title. So if Cody goes for it, I'll, I'll say it will. But but him holding it so long is a good thing and is going to make it mean more when Priest wins it. you know. And hopefully Priest wins it from him. Maybe not anytime soon, soon, but hmm. at, at some point, you know, like, um, uh, because, but if he did it earlier, that title would mean less because uh, Priest is kind of an unproven guy right now, but yeah. as far on the main event level, but Seth has been, Seth was the best choice for that stupid title. Yeah. I, I mean, I really thought Cody was a shoe and I thought that was his consolation gold after losing to Roman and Mania. Um, and I've been surprised otherwise, you know, dude, Cody Rhodes, the human being, literally wants that other belt. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's why he's in WWE, besides other things. But him mm. going back to WWE is about that belt that is the lineage from the belt that his dad didn't win yeah. in the 70s, the belt that he owns. Cody Rhodes owns that belt. Mm -hmm. That is why he's there. Yeah. I guarantee Cody never put his foot down to anything. He's down for anything. But I bet if they put that Seth belt to him, he probably said no. Yeah. No, and that would make sense. He's probably all or nothing. Uh, well, Kevin Owens took on Grayson Waller tonight with Austin Theory ringside and Logan Paul on commentary. What did you think about that this match, Glenn? I'm doing a lot of talking. It was, it was, you know, it was good. I feel like, you know, the problem is, though, you put the same guys in these segments. Now, you could put Kevin and Austin and Grayson and have them have these interactions. And you do that like a week or two and you go, oh, hey, you want to see the match. But you do it for too long, and the match happens, and you feel like, haven't we already seen this match? Uh, because some of the, you know, all the all the chemistry, all the the moments, the surprises, the interactions, like I don't know, it was it was what it was. I mean, Kevin winning, not a surprise by any stretch of the imagination. Um, to your point, like yeah, I think Kevin versus Logan, that's that sounds like a pretty darn good United States title match, and um, 
I don't know if Logan's dropping this anytime soon, but depending on when that championship match is, I mean, yeah, I could, I could be here for that. That could be pretty exciting. I'd, if I was WWE, I'd have him hold that title forever until yeah. he got an, a bigger title, you know. Um, but that's the problem, though, right now, Matt. That's the problem. Roman's holding it. Seth's holding it. Gunther's holding it. Logan's holding it. So congratulations, you got the tag titles. That's a pretty credible group of champions, you know, if you think about it. Like, again, with Kevin Owens, he's a bigger star than he was a year ago. He's a bigger star than he was two years ago. I mean, look at at the little decisions. I mean, someone should study it. All the little decisions that have been made to have Kevin Owens be where he is now and seen – Versus two years ago, he wasn't a bad position, but he's on a bedrock of fan belief and fan mm-hmm. support now. That's insane. <clears throat> as far as Grayson Waller and uh, Austin Theory go, I think they will be tag team champions one day because they won't be able to resist putting those belts on them one day. Yeah, it makes sense. But I think combined, they're like a perfect wrestler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The two of them together. Like they're both like a 44 and a half on like WWE 2K. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And you put them together, they're at 99. That was 49 and a half, I'm sorry. They're at 99 because Grayson Waller's got some great stuff about him. Austin Theory's got some great stuff about him. But there's something just really missing there with both of them right now. Mm. I think it's Um, vulnerable, though. Well, I'll tell you, with KO, just think about like four years ago, he was hiding in a porta potty from Braun Strowman. So he's definitely... (laughs) I covered that show with Wade Keller, man, and that was like... Like Wade is like he he likes to find meaning and stuff, and I I was at that point just been like, dude, I don't even know. I'm I, yeah. I WWE stupid. I can't. That was a low point. That was a low point. Yeah, I remember that. Show. Yeah, th- they were scripting him backstage like he was Kevin James or something, and just like look at this, you know, lovable everyman who gets in these goofy situations. He he had the blue stuff all over him, and like oh my that was god, bad. it was really bad. Um, what year was that? 2019. <sighs> it had to be before 2018. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like eighteen or nineteen, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was oh that was, was some dark times. Um, it is so much better now. It is it so is. much better now, and 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 Triple H is really good at this. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's like seeing him get this win, seeing this momentum, putting him in a segment with Logan is great because if he's in that championship, this is this is the great thing is that Logan, because he is truly a, a multimedia superstar uh, in every sense of the word, like this is gonna his opponent's gonna get massively elevated. Right. Um, it's a it's a gift, you know? Yeah. And one thing about current day WWE is like you look at this group of guys and girls. Now they say girls and it sounds like a men and women. Um yeah. you look at this group of men and women and it, it it's like I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Hold on a second. No, no, it's impressive. I lost it. I'm sorry. I had a really, mm-hmm. really, really cogent point to make, and I remember it being really good, but then it's gone right now. It's gone. But um, I was just saying with Triple H, he made every single person there better than they were yeah. when when it wasn't him. Yeah. No, you can really tell. The, the product has been good. I mean, tonight wasn't even what I would call um, you know, a phenomenal like a plus smackdown it was a serviceable show but even a serviceable show like it moved fast it was funny watching raw again monday uh because i've been taking a break since i haven't been covering it but watching it for cm punk's return promo and it's like raw even when they were trying to put on something for maybe some lapsed viewers and do a little bit more variety than usual like three hours is always going to work against you with smackdown 
they make two hours fly by. It's not NXT is still my favorite because it's 20 segments in two hours. It's a true variety show in terms of just throwing different things at you. But this moved really fast tonight, and uh, it was good. And I think Kevin Owens getting this win uh, to advance. Like this will, uh, yeah, this will, this tournament's going to be fun. I remember what um, I was going to say. I remember what yeah. I was going to say. All these guys and all these female wrestlers, uh, they know they're all in the right spots. Like when yeah. I watch it, I'm not saying that, oh my God, why is so-and-so in this position? Or oh, why isn't so-and-so in this position? They are all in the right spots, and all the fans appreciate where these wrestlers are. Like we're like, oh yeah, it is time for this to happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's nobody being wasted, and there's nobody being elevated that we're not really into. Well, we had, uh, after that, Bianca Belair with Charlotte Flair and Shotzi versus Kairi Sane with Damage Control. Uh, this was Kairi's first match on WWE TV, first singles match in quite a while. Huh, really? I believe so. What, what was there, the last one? Well, because she, she hasn't wrestled since her return, right? So it was probably when she was with the company last. Wow. Um, what did you think of the match? Thought it was good. Thought uh, I had a good momentum behind it. Um, the problem is, though, you kind of knew Bailey was going to show up and create chaos at some point. So th they telegraph that a little too much sometimes, right? You kind of know, hey, um, this isn't just going to be a clean one-on-one -on -one match. Um, but that being said... I think that Bianca getting a win was good. Although, see, I always have an issue when a uh, wrestler comes back and doesn't. I, I, I feel, call me sentimental, but I feel like if you're doing a return, like you should get a win. Just on principle, you should get the win because you want to establish yourself as someone to be taken seriously in a potential threat. And I know they're high on Bianca, Bianca, but you could have had a DQ. You could have done a lot of different things to just have Kari to really sell uh, what a great competitor she is. I don't think she looks bad by losing, but I think she would have looked better by winning. It is weird, right? It is weird that she didn't have, you didn't go with a different member of Damage Control, and then yeah. you just, you know, uh, had Kyrie like, just beat somebody senseless today. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. um, you know, that, that could have worked. But again, um, Bianca is going to be kept strong. Bianca is strong. Bianca should be the face of the division. The Bailey drama is great. Um, I hope it leads... Well, we know it's leading to Bailey going back to being cheered one day. I think she's so great in that role. Um, they really missed the boat with her, I think, when she was in that role. Uh, she could have been a big, big breakout star for him. But now people are going to have the good, the, like the goodwill cheers. So I'm interested to see this whole thing. And then when she gets beaten down by damage control and Becky makes her, Becky or Sasha, oh my God, makes the save. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. She did lose to Charlotte before. So great. So this is two. Like, that's even. Think about this. Triple H is like, hey, we want you back. We know things didn't work out before. This is an opportunity. Oh, good. So I'm coming. I'm going to win win my match. No, you're losing. Next week, oh, so I'm going to go. No, you're losing again. We're really glad you're back with the company. How important, though? I mean, you've met wrestlers. How important are these wins and losses? I guess they, they get annoyed by them, I think. You know, like, yeah. I don't think it's so much of a deal breaker unless you're like, you know, John Moxley or, you know, oh, I know. or John Cena. I think, though... Because Kari, Kari definitely has a fan base, but I think that you want to you want to build people, right? And if you want to build people, sometimes wins or something where they look more vicious, even if it's a DQ, just something that really makes them look uh, like a formidable opponent is important. Uh, but that being said, I think that it's also tough because 
I get like when CM Punk came back Monday, I don't like typically it's, it's weird to have a show where you're the quote unquote main event, but then there's a big promo on after you. It's like, it's like, it's always awkward. Yeah. You're the support act. You're not the headliner. Like if you were that, if it was really a headline match, the promo, yeah. would be, you know, uh, yeah. ahead of you. Yeah. And we kind of knew, I mean, I thought I knew what was happening with Randy Orton. I mean, Nick Aldis being there, Adam Pierce being there. Oh, is he going to go to SmackDown or Raw? I was like, he's either going to be a free agent or he's going to SmackDown. Like, you don't, you don't do, all, like, it's kind of like a contract. I mean, it well, was a contract signing, but it's just a lot of these things are, are very predictable. And it's, it's wrestling, but I think wrestling, for being such a predictable medium, is often best when it surprises you. And I just feel like that last segment didn't really surprise me. And like, you know, yeah, this is very much a Vince thing, you know? Who yeah. cares? Like, who cares where yeah. he signs? Nobody cares. Like, yeah, it's not like age. there's not SmackDown homers that are like, hey, or like, you know, raw, raw loyal people. They're like, I'm not watching SmackDown. You know, that's not a thing. Like, this is a manufactured. This doesn't help. This does. I mean, it, it was the way to get Randy involved with the bloodline, right? But yeah, this isn't really, you know, they should have been like coming up last a segment with Paul Heyman and Randy Orton. That would have been just as good. Yeah. Or Randy Orton. I don't know if he would have. And I know he did a little bit of this Monday, but I think that he could have literally addressed the bloodline or I don't know. They could have they could have built up because that's what this was really about. Right. It's and he, he called his shot Monday in, in the, when he said that he still has unfinished business with the bloodline. They took him out. He was out for 18 months. Um, so having this segment at the I, I end, would have, yeah, I would have just said nothing about Randy Orton tonight and would just had him like uh, RKO Jimmy out of nowhere in the middle of a bloodline <laughs> segment. That would have just I would been like, huge. Yeah, I would like an RKO truly out of nowhere. That'd be something like to materialize. Yeah, just like he El transports Dorado. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something. Uh, so we came out. Nick Aldis, Adam Pierce. They both given him contracts. Paul Heyman came out. Please, please don't sign with SmackDown. Go to Raw. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, the solo and Jimmy attack as the bloodline often does. Um, Randy takes them both out, signs the contract, drops it on Jimmy Uso. Paul Heyman's Paul. I love how Paul Heyman, <laughs> he doesn't dial because, you know, uh, uh, he, he shows not tells or tells rather than shows. We say telling Siri, call Roman Reigns. Um, without the crowd noise doesn't even make mess it up. It's great. I know. I know, uh, but it was a predictable ending. But then he gave Nick Aldis his new GM an RKO out of nowhere. The most fun game to play while you're watching SmackDown is when Paul Heyman's out there, and watch how good he is at getting on camera. He yeah. always just will float over to that camera with the red light on. And so I was thinking about it when he was talking to Roman Reigns, and like he almost paused when he saw the red light went off, and like the camera came off him and went back. But it's always fun when you watch a match, you'll always see Paul Heyman knows exactly where to place his face. So he's always on camera. Yes. But to the point of the segment, you know, it was like, you know, it's December WWE, which is usually they just mail it in. And tonight was, you know, they did fine. But this segment, I'm interested in a Randy Orton Roman Reigns match at Royal Rumble. I think yeah. it I think uh, you know, um he might Randy might tear his arms off and beat him about the head with him. You know, like he's huge, but uh, it. I think it was a good idea. I think it was well executed, and I think it was a, a decent SmackDown to have after the big CM Punk moment. Speaking of camera awareness, Paul Heyman always knows where to uh, 
amp it up or dial it down on the Lou Costello scared factor, you know, and start doing the <laughs> that, eyes. That is Lou Costello, isn't it? That's a, that, yes. that is Lou Costello. Yeah, like when when dude when like the mummy comes around the corner, man. That's the way yeah. Lou looks. Place this tie. Yeah, we're talking about um, Abbott Costello people. Sorry, this is uh, we're not that old, shit. but apparently we we were. That is yeah. some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the Greatest Generation or the Silent Generation listening tonight really appreciating popping for that. Come next um, week when we'll talk about singing in the rain. Yeah, That'd be great. And a spirited rendition of who's on first. Um, so yeah, this was good tonight. We got to build to the Royal Rumble. Look, um, so a couple things. One, tribute to the troops next week is going to be during SmackDown. I can't remember the last time they did that. That's fun because tribute to the troops isn't usually while it is a great, a great cause, the best cause possible. That being said, um, it is uh not usually a great show. Well, it's not a kayfabe show. It's just like a house show for a great cause yeah. and a great audience. Um, yeah, so, so this will be interesting to see how they do that. They'll they'll tribute the troops. They'll get a bunch of tr troops in there for free. They'll donate yeah. a bunch of money to some troops. Win-win for everybody. Have some good wrestling for the rest of us. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do that. But CM Punk will be on SmackDown. And again, I've been saying this because I've done... Um, like a dozen podcasts this week, the smartest thing that was probably worth every penny as the rights are up for renegotiation, which by the way, word has that we're going to have news soon about where WWE is taken raw. But this is normally the slowest time of the year where nothing happens in wrestling. It's a nice little reset and, and chance to catch your breath before January, the build to the rumble, the road to WrestleMania. And with CM Punk back, everybody is talking about WWE right now. And the ratings uh, reflect as well. Um, <clears throat> what do you think? Uh, do you think, like, the the rumor kind of came out of nowhere about Warner Brothers Discovery being interested in WWE? Yeah. I believe that would be false. That would be my too... guess. Because all we've heard for the last, I mean, for the entirety of AEW's run on TBS and TNT, all we have heard is how happy they are. You you telling me, you're telling yeah. me, like, first of all, the source that came from isn't like a real source. People just ran with it. But now people are like, it's possible. You're telling me that they give this man, Tony Khan, five hours of primetime TV every week. And they're going to put WWE on the television too? Like, we're, how much wrestling are we going to have on, on t and so, and also, like you said, it's been a very beneficial relationship yeah. for some, for some reason, you know? Uh, that for some reason, Warner Brothers Discovery, we're very into the idea of them doing monthly pay-per-views. Um, mm -hmm. uh, why Why would that be? Why would they care? And then also this relationship, I think, you know, the 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 question that Dave Meltzer asked Tony Khan is that Warner Brothers Discovery, a minority owner in AEW, Tony Khan did not say no. Mm. He said a lot of things. Yeah. But, and he, he said, I maintain the voting, 100% voting interest. Well, that's kind of a yeah. So I, my guess is that Warner Brothers Discovery owns a chunk of AEW, and mm. there's no way in hell WWE is going there. I mean, I think FX is a very interesting possibility. I think so. Um, what USA just don't want them no more? What's up? There's no Well, no, USA, USA wants SmackDown. They spent all their money on SmackDown. So WWE wanted a big rights increase fee. 
Um, I don't even know what USA does on Friday nights. I don't know if it's going to be Friday nights, but USA decided they want SmackDown, which is interesting. They would let Raw go, given that that's been their first song, but they let NXT go to the CW. Have they considered a little place called the Honor Club? Because I understand that needs some programming bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a unpredictable time right now in professional wrestling. And I think that, you know, I also wouldn't rule out someone like uh, like Amazon Prime video. Just going like, for it. I like Amazon Prime's video of doing this because they love to pay outlandish money for stuff they have no business doing. You know, yeah. they just, and they have money to burn. Bro, I gave Amazon so much money this week. I don't even know what's in these boxes. I don't even know. I don't <laughs> but know. It's kind of nice though, because when it yeah. shows up, it's kind of like a present for yourself. Like during the quarantine, I would just have yeah. boxes and I had no oh, yeah. idea. I'm like, like, you know what I just realized? This moment mm -hmm. that is out in, the, in a box out there, an air fryer. Why do I have an air fryer? Freaking Black Friday. Now, is it a convection oven or is it one of the tray air fryers? Like with the little. I think it's, one of the, I think it's, one, I think it's a convection oven. Oh, convection. See, I prefer the convection oven because that way, I, I, here's the thing. Have you air fried much before in your life? No. You're going to learn it doesn't do a great job. It heats from the outside in, which is why mm. you get that nice crisp outside, but doesn't normally stuff heats from the inside out. You know, it yeah. kind of gives the heat. So, what I like to do is I like to bake it first and then finish it with a little air frying. For that crispy outside that sounds like a lot of work what 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 item are we talking about we do like that uh i will do that with taquitos i will do that with uh well i'm vegan so i'll do the vegan chicken tenders Ooh. um i'll do that french fries onion rings you know because i want to make sure they're cooked all the way through it's a little bit more art than science sometimes so you got to really get to know your air fryer dude you know? that's a lot of work for a vegan chicken tender like yeah but, you know, I like to do the hot ones experience at home and just, like, line them up and do all the sauces. And it's, it's quite festive. But um, Prime would be interesting. And let me uh, posit this question. If they're on Prime. Dude, Homelander crossover. Homelander what? crossover. Boom. Great for Cody. Uh, yeah. But can you imagine that there's a good chance Raw won't have commercials? Uh, not or WWE. I, I don't know. Maybe it'd be commercial free. Maybe they would sell sponsorships, but I mean, on Peacock, they sell sponsorships, but man, I was going to say, could, man, we, yeah. we watching commercials everywhere now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. We're watching commercials um, everywhere now. And like, you know, like Peacock has commercials. What the hell? You know, like, I know it's not really the way it's supposed to go. I would guess they would find a way to put a commercial in there somewhere, you know? And yeah, we just need dude, a, a chance to breathe. I you do know, not want to watch three. Maybe they can make it two hours if Amazon gets it. Yeah, two a two hour raw just because there's the bell. no that is the one place where like the two hours and three hours makes less of a difference, I'd guess, than if it was like yeah. filling up spots on a TV. And we all know the three hours is death, but yes, there's more rights fees associated with three hours, so we're mm -hmm. gonna have three hours forever. But maybe with Amazon, we just have two. What I want though is that Amazon also signs a deal with WWE Studios because we need the Marine Seven. Well, that's where usually um, they have their movie releases at, as on <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> it's been a while since we had WWE. Well, they've done some through Netflix lately. The one with the kid in the luchador mask that was basically oh, yeah. like Mike. Yeah. 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 I, I watched that for uh, four and a half seconds. Yeah. I think I actually watched the entire thing because I was said to my wife, I'm like, it's like, like Mike. And then she said, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm like, the kid finds the shoes and he plays like Michael Jordan. Classic. Someone said to me once, 
uh, you don't have to like everything that has wrestling True. in it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was a case of no, no, not for me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think most people tapped out at uh, oh, what was the uh, the chaperone? That was probably where most people got off WWE Studios bandwagon. Didn't watch that one either. Didn't watch yeah. that one either. I generally think anything made by WWE uh, that's a movie is not going to be good, and I'm not watching. Uh, the Jetsons one, the Jetsons WrestleMania one, uh, where they go back in time, and at some point they sneak backstage at WWE, and there's an image with Elroy dressed as Roman Reigns and Judy Jetson dressed as Becky Lynch. Like that was that was the high point of that movie, but it, it wasn't terrible. Wow. Um, you're yeah. a grown man. and I got a lot is, of time. Uh, I got no kids and five cats, Matt. I got time. I was going to say, man, you don't have kids, but you know about all that Jetson movie. The Jetsons mm. were even cool, like, when they were, you know, like, when it was hitting. But I always wondered, though, question. I know you like to talk about pop culture so much. Sure. This. Yeah. So the Jetsons, right? They're, yes. like, up in the sky. Down below, what's going on there? Like, I think it's just, like, Mad Max down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> desolate it's desolate and it's like war zone like if you like one more time one more time elroy and you're going you're going down there matt i think you got your your pitch i think you got your pitch for your gritty jetsons reboot where it's like elysium it's elysium I i guarantee you it is dark down there son like you you ain't made for that life down there spacely like it ain't gonna happen for you it is bad down there I know that much. I don't know what's going on down there, but below, because they're like tubes, right? That's yeah. spread out. Hard to climb, right? Hard to traverse. You can't, the, 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 the natives, the, the terrible, you know, people with the spears and the feathers and the, and the, and their noses, they can't make it up the thing. It's dark down there. That's what I'm saying. No, it's going to be like Elysium. Matt Damon's going to get the implants and fly the ship into cloud city and murder the Jetsons for their healing pod. It's like Escape from New York. That's exactly yeah. what it's like down there, if you've seen that. Ox Baker's down there doing shoot fights. It's great. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Matt, this was great tonight. You can find Matt online at Matt Coon Music. And you're, so you're not podcasting currently. Not podcasting currently. I, I might have something coming up soon. Um, but I do have some music coming out. So nice. uh, make sure to follow it, Twitter, at Matt Coon Music, to see if the music teacher sucks at music that would be great wouldn't it yeah maybe i do i don't know but i got three songs from the heart fearless uh honest music and they're coming out in december but otherwise i'll be on wrestling inc like monday on the raw show and i think even maybe even wednesday on the dynamite show and then next friday with you i think on smackdown cool well and Issa, we hope you get better soon uh and if she's battling place up girl you got to pretty this place up because it is Look at our facial hair. We have combined the worst facial hair in the world. Like mine's hey, worse than yours, but you're not exactly like you know. Well, um, it's a work in progress, and when you're it not com- like comes Brian in, Pillman Jr. over there, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to get that Lexus King lines cut in. It's like a right. Snapchat filter. It's amazing. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. <laughs>